Hello, this is Dwayne McCurry. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible at Lifeway, and I teach two Sunday school classes in my church. I teach a 50-year-old group, and I teach a group of three-year-olds as well. Uh, and our purpose today for this podcast is to simply explain why meeting with groups is important during this time. Keeping contact might be a better way of saying that. Keeping contact with your group is important during this time. And then also to give you some nuts and bolts ideas of actions you can take to make that happen. Now, I'm joined today by two people. First of all, I'm being joined by Ken Brady. Ken's the director of Sunday School here at Lifeway. He's been receiving multiple calls these past few weeks. Uh, so he's got a different perspective because he's, he's in touch with people all over the country. And he's also a part-time education minister at a local church here in the Nashville area. So he's got that perspective. We also be joined by Tim Roberts. He's the adult minister at Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler, Texas, and he's leading the effort in his church to go virtual, keeping contact, serving the community, all those kinds of things during this time. Now, true, this is a large church, uh, and so one reason for him being with us today is he's encountering a lot of different age groups, and groups are doing things differently based on ages, education, all kinds of things, so that's why he's joining us with us. And me being honest, I'm here because somebody has to be the host. So uh, that's why I'm here. Uh, but anyway, let's get started, guys. My first question is why is it important for our groups to find some way to stay in contact with each other during this time when we're not meeting? I think it's a great question and a good one to open with, Dwayne. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, the book of Genesis and, uh, and back to the creation story. And uh, the Lord... Uh, created man, he created animals, he created uh, everything that we see. And as he looked around, uh, he made the statement that we're all familiar with, it is not good that man is alone. And man is created for a relationship. And uh, when we don't have that, it creates a vacuum and a void. And uh, the Lord moved quickly to uh, create a companion for the man. And so uh, part of the, the reason that we ought to stay connected is because God did not intend us to live in isolation. And, uh, and we know that the longer the coronavirus uh, quarantines uh, take place, uh, many will be uh, hunkering down and working from home. Uh, many of the stores, uh, the restaurants around us are closing and, uh, and we just are not able to go out and have social interaction like we normally would. Uh, it's very important, I think, for uh, Bible study groups to step up and to fill that gap. <laughs> I love doing this. Um, how important do you think it is for the life of the church after this is over for us to have that, those kind of connections during this time? Well, I, again, I think it's mission critical uh, for us. I think what the church is going to, um, I think we're in the process of relearning how important relationships are. I know that in many of our churches, mine included, uh, we have seen more I'm going to call it sporadic attendance, you know, people coming every third week or so, almost kind of like they're taking church attendance and group attendance kind of lightly. I think now during this coronavirus uh, pandemic, we're going to have a new understanding of how important those people actually are to us. I don't think that the church will uh, take relationships for granted. I mean, the members, you know, will take relationships as much for granted as we probably have in the past. And I anticipate uh, on that first Sunday when we're all able to gather together again with our churches, you know, that's going to be a pretty great day. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of emotion, 
and a lot of uh, uh, realizations that uh, people are really the important things in life. Uh, it's not the ball games we go take our kids to and decide to skip church and those kinds of things. It's going to be the people that we relate to uh, that are our, they're on a spiritual journey like we are, uh, fellow pilgrims. And I think that we're going to have a new appreciation for each other when this is all over. Yeah, once this is done, you know, I compare it to being going through a hurricane. I think I I, I was on church staff when you know went through a hurricane, uh, and we were away for six weeks. Um, we didn't do a lot of things to try to keep up with people during those six weeks. We just didn't have the opportunity to do that. We didn't have electricity for one. <laughs> we're in the buildings, but um, uh, when it when everybody came back, we had to start all over building those relationships in those groups. Uh, and it hurt our church by us doing that, by us keeping that contact in our, in our Bible study groups, even if it's a simple phone call every week or something, uh, we're helping our church get a step ahead. Once all this is behind us and we are moving forward, it will be that important for our church. I think to, to move into the next phase of its life, because this will be a marker in some form or fashion, not just for churches, but for all our lives. I agree. I, I, I think the church is going to emerge on the other side of this pandemic, a different kind of church. And I think it's going to be a good thing for the church, to be honest. I know that we're going to hear from Tim here in a minute oh, and some, yeah. th some and things was, that they're I'm doing. I to jump in anyway and just say the, the, the exciting thing for me is, as I believe that there's going to be a revival in the value of groups church-wide. I really think pastors who have always been, you know, excited about groups are going to realize that uh, whether it's small groups or Sunday schools or whatever, that this is going to be invaluable, uh, even just for communication in, in times like this. But, uh, you know, we're already hearing studies done on the loneliness epidemic. And, and the solution to that was even before the virus was, you know, how can you be in a, in a group where you're doing life with people, but also serving, you know, they're seeing that serving with somebody else somehow rewires that brain from a self-centered, you know, fearful loneliness to realizing, hey, there's people in a, in a worse situation than I am. And the dopamine that you would get from your, your Instagram hit uh, or your Twitter feed, it's, it's the same dopamine effect that you get when you actually serve someone else. And so, when, when we, I think we're going to really see that groups become a vital part of the strategy of the church going forward because of this uh, virus. Yeah, we'll have to stand, step up in some ways just to, just to meet the needs of the folks in our groups. Um, there's no way the church will not just, be, not just be able to reach, but even know what some of those needs are if we as those Bible study leaders don't take some type of ownership of that responsibility. Um, let me move to another question here, guys. Uh, I've, got, I've, I've got a list of different things people are doing. Uh, here's the things on my list so far, the options that are there for keeping up with people. I have group texting, email with reply all, Zoom, uh, which is a which is an account where someone can set it for free and they can host it. I have Facebook Live. I have Facebook groups. They're usually that mostly to keep up with each other. I have Skype. I have GroupMe. Uh, I have free conference calls, which is a web-based conference call service. I have group FaceTime, if everybody's got an iPhone in the group. I have GoToMeeting, uh, Google Hangouts, Google Meet, uh, 
and then some group folks are just using Google Docs to share. Uh, that way you can type in whatever you want to. You're not having to even talk to each other, except uh, that'd be the ultimate for the extrovert class. Boy, no uh, kidding. Uh, then there's some people who are doing individual phone calls. I know some using Instagram. Some are using YouTube. A few, one or two are doing Vimeo, but the, the both more are doing YouTube than Vimeo because you have comments on YouTube that you don't really have in Vimeo. So that gives us some some idea. That I just listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Nineteen different ways that I know people are trying to 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 uh, establish that contact. Um, what are y'all encouraging folks to use in y'all's groups? Well, we're, we're, we're a unique animal where we've got four generations of adults in our church. And so we, we, we realize there's not a one size fit all uh, for, for our generations uh, involved. So we're, 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 we're counting on the basic of a phone call. Um, almost 99% of probably a hundred percent of all of our adults have a phone of some sort. And so we, we've, you know, we're focusing first, our strategy is connecting. Then we're going to strategize on, on growing. Then we're going to strategize on multiplying and serving. And so, you know, this week, our goal for our groups is to make sure that everybody gets a phone call. And so that's the one thing that we can do. We realize we're going to leave a lot of voicemail messages, but we've already got some feedback from one of our groups that there was two fringe members that in that phone call said, hey, I want to now be on the email distribution list for that class. And so they're kind of re-engaging with the class uh, just through the simple of a phone call. Now, you know, for some of our groups with that, uh, you know, are well-trained and have, you know, care groups and, and, and phone trees, you know, this was, this was easy breezy for other of our groups that have kind of been doing ministry haphazardly. Uh, they had to really kind of think through this or this is not a full burden on one individual. Uh, but that for us was the simplest way of just that initial connection. And then they're looking for the alternate, whether it's going to be a group email, uh, if it's going to be a Facebook Live, a, a Zoom conference, uh, whatever is secondary to that initial, hey, we just want to find everybody there. Uh, other groups that have already had a well-established Facebook group didn't necessarily need to do that because they already had the interaction going. But we really want to make sure of those fringe people that were enrolled in a class, but maybe not on the email list or maybe not on the Facebook group for whatever reason. I would echo um, and copy and paste everything Tim just said. Uh, so I'm not going to uh, expand a lot on that. At our church, we're a smaller church, so we're the other end of the spectrum. We have about 250 to 275 in Sunday school on a given Sunday. And I've got about a dozen, maybe 13 adult group leaders. And uh, the request that we have made of them, uh, and only one group out of that uh, 13 or so, uh, has a uh, Facebook group account that's very active. So I've encouraged the groups to uh, create uh, a Facebook groups page for their group. I find that's a good way for most people to communicate. Uh, we've did, also, did, did you explain to them, did you explain to them how to do that? 
Uh, no, I just encourage them to do it. I don't, you know, I think it's going to be fairly intuitive. I didn't give them a step-by-step -step. Yeah. and there's plenty of YouTube videos on how to, you know, how to create such things. Yeah, the, just so. so folks know who are listening, the best way to do that is once you get on Facebook, if you go to the top right corner, it says create. And if you hit create, you get a drop down list of things you can create. One of them is group, but you just tab that, hit that group, and then you can set up different ways of doing it. Uh, I would encourage folks if they set up the group to do, uh, to make it private um, and to also uh, make it hidden. Uh, that way folks, if folks share prayer requests, it, it, it eliminates some of the issues that you would have otherwise where anybody could go find that page and you don't need them to. Then you, If you do that, then you're going to have to invite people uh, to that group so, it's, so it stays private. But that's the way... That's the best way I know of to create a Facebook group for what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. We've asked them to uh, phone call like Tim did. I think this is a good opportunity for us to realize something in Southern Baptist life. And that is that, you know, and Tim, well, both of you guys, you know, this, you're educators, you get it. Um, a group that has, you know, 30 on the roll is going to have about 15 in class. And this is a really good opportunity for our leaders, our teachers to go out there and to reconnect with that that hidden part of our group roles that typically are not in class with us. And like Tim said, you know, they've picked up some folks that were on the fringe and uh, have decided to try to plug back into the group. I think that's going to be pretty valuable during these days. So, uh, yeah, very, very simple. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Strategy-wise yeah. for us, we're also going after adults that are not a part of our group. So that's we're taking the burden on as a church staff. So next yeah. week. We're going to make a phone call, kind of all hands on deck. We've built out a script for our, our, our pastors, but also our assistants. We've got a lot of people twiddling their thumbs because projects that they were ready to do are now put on hold. And we said, hey, this is a great opportunity to flip the script. So from us being administrators, we're all going to be uh, pastors and ministers to that degree. So we're empowering even our ministry assistants to help us make those phone calls. Uh, you know, it'd be great that every adult was a part of a group, but that for our church, that's not the case. So we're gonna go after everybody and make sure they know they're part of the body of Christ. Ideally, that body of Christ would be in a group, but for us, there are some that are not. So would you, would y'all, would y'all create a group for those folks specifically? Um, we're trying to think through what that would look like if we can find opportunities, uh, you know, and it may even be a alternate night. We might find a lot of our folks that are not in a group uh, might be working on Sunday. So we might look at alternate dates and times, locations. Uh, we've got a pretty open model on groups. We're primarily a Sunday morning on campus, but uh, we're not limited to that for sure. Now, you'd mentioned this earlier, Tim, y'all are letting the uh, kind of like the teachers decide what platform is best for them uh, for for the next step, keeping Correct. everybody together. And and I would venture to say that probably those who are more seasoned uh, on on this earth would be probably using the the uh, a group text maybe, but more likely they're going to do email a group email to everybody. Would that Agreed. be a fair assumption? Yes. Yeah. Our groups that are primarily 70 and above, most of them have email. If they have a iPhone, the only reason they're doing it is so they can see their grandkids on FaceTime and they don't know their Apple ID. So even at, you know, adding an app <laughs> to their phone uh, is, is a challenge, but um, group, group emails 
and we've even done a little coaching on how to, you know, little things like picture everybody in the, in the BCC line uh, because some of them, even that is uniquely things from there, but our business uh, men and women, uh, they've been using GoToMeeting and Zoom for some time. So for them, this was, you know, pretty, pretty easy to, to switch over to, to a different platform. Yeah. Now I can't remember GoToMeeting, uh, uh, both does both do both parties have to have an account or just the host have to have an account? Uh, it's been a while since I've used GoToMeeting. I, I believe both have to have it. Zoom to okay. me is best because it's yeah. agnostic on what platform you use. Yeah, and, and Zoom. The only person who needs an account is the host. Correct. And there's and you can get a free account, set that up, and then you just uh, create the meeting and invitation, and there's a. A, a URL and you just send that URL out uh, to your class or group and then they just click on that at the time you tell them and then it, it doesn't matter if they've got an account or not they can pop on in and join it I think the free account with zoom lets you have a hundred people join you at one time I think that's the number it is and a 40 minute time limit okay um, so th those aren't bad in that sense which that 40 minute time limit, you're going to have that much time anyway from what we've been talking about here, I don't think. It'd be very um, adequate. It'd be yeah. more than enough right now. Now, your younger groups may be doing other things. Is that right, Tim? Other than Zoom, they may be doing like you know, it, it YouTube. Depends, it depends on the group. Uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, people that are very comfortable in the Facebook world uh, are, are already using Facebook Live or Facebook groups. Uh, so we're seeing that. Uh, our, our young adult pastor is encouraging uh, uh, Facebook Live just for a teaching directum because you don't have to, they can come back to it later um, and then you have the comments listed there. So uh, he's making that suggestion to our young adult groups to go ahead and do that because you can do a, uh, the, to me, Zoom's better for the interaction uh, and, and, and prayer requests where you literally see the face of the, of everybody that's present. Um, it has that live gathering feel, but for content delivery, unless you're good at it and used to it, you know, you're going to have interruptions, uh, sometimes, you know, even like what we've had on this uh, podcast, a phone call that, you know, kind of blows everything up. And, um, uh, so, it, from a content delivery, we're seeing Facebook uh, Live to be a little bit better uh, just because you can control the, that part of it yeah. and still have the comments there. Well, you could, you, you could do it too, where you recorded the video yourself and then just posted it into Facebook on your group. You wouldn't have to do it live in that sense, and it would function the same way. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, this past week, my group, we met by Zoom. Uh, which was the first time we had done that. So we were, we were a little bit ahead of the curve. There's some things I learned by doing that that may help you. Um, first of all, if you go in thinking you're going to have an hour of time, go ahead and count on having less than that. Let, you know, half it, 30 minutes at the most. You're really probably only going to have 10 minutes of time if you're going to do Bible study because everything else is going to be talking about prayer, reconnecting with each other because we haven't seen each other. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in a week in my group and my group lives all over the, the county. Uh, we're not all in neighborhoods. Um, so one of the things I learned was that I need to just focus on one key idea, bring that one key idea to the group, uh, share that with them, give them a challenge, 
give them an assignment. Uh, I am using the plans that are in the leader guide. I'm using uh, a section of it uh, for, I, I like, like for this Sunday, I'm just going to focus on Romans 324 and I'm using the teaching plan section that deals with Romans 324. And then I'm going to encourage them to use their, my group's using a daily discipleship guide, use their daily ship, daily discipleship guide to fill in the rest, the rest of this week. If they're using a personal study guide, they could have read beforehand or they could use it afterwards either way. But I, that's what I'm going to do is focus on that one section and then depend on uh, that resource that's in their hands to go, uh, to let them go deeper. Now, one of the things I do, I do is I deliver uh, to all of my group a copy of the, the uh, daily discipleship guide. So they've already got one in their hand, uh, but there is a way to do the digital delivery. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, uh, but that's a big thing for me was, was being able to do that. We're going to spend more time on talking about prayer, what's going on, what our experiences are, uh, what's your job doing now, or you, have, you know, all those kinds of things. So you're just going to have to plan for that kind of time and realize the point there is not to have the same kind of experience that you have in a classroom, but to keep that connection so that when this is behind us, that classroom steps right back in and you can take the next step. Now, there are folks, too, that are, like I said, they're inviting other people to be a part of our group. Uh, but we haven't seen, there wasn't any guests last week. I'm, I would hope there may be in the future because all they got to do is send that link and then they could go from there. Uh, but those are some of the things I learned uh, while doing it uh, this, this first time. I am giving them an assignment of something for them to do. Hey, this next week, here's this Bible skill. Encourage you to do that. And I'm going to send a text message or, uh, to my group later on and say, did you do that? What did you learn by doing that? Uh, and just uh, keep up with it that way. That way, they're still doing spiritual things. We're probably going to be focusing more on relational things in that time when we're together. Does that make sense? It does. It sounds like a, a very solid plan. Uh, what are some of the helps? I know that both of y'all have, have some different helps that you can have, Ken. I know your, your blog, KenBrady.com, K-E-N-B-R-A-D-D-Y.com. You've got all kinds of links that are on uh, your blog, you've been putting out all kinds of articles on that blog that can help us help us as well. But what are some links that you found helpful? And then Tim, I'm going to ask you that same question. The the one that I would refer people to right now from our company, Dwayne, is uh, lifeway.com forward slash coronavirus. We're using that page to assemble all the links to all the free resources that we're able to put out there and to give away to the church right now. And uh, it's got incredibly helpful links and uh, coming uh, very soon, like maybe today, uh, we're going to provide a digital curriculum for the three big Bible study brands, Explore the Bible, Bible Studies for Life, and Gospel Project for this current quarter that we're in right now. So we're in ses session four coming up on Sunday in our curriculum, and you'll see uh, access to the digital versions of that leader guides personal study guides, there'll be links to podcasts for group leaders, extra helps for group leaders. Uh, and so it's going to be a way that a group, uh, a church could send their group leaders there, have them download those digital personal study guides. And if a group has not been using a study guide, then it will give them a tool uh, for the next, uh, you know, uh, eight or nine weeks as we, 
you know, finish this quarter and we'll see what's next. But lifeway.com forward slash coronavirus, that's the page I would recommend right now. One of the things that's going to be there as well uh, for teachers is a social media post for each session. That already existed. It's in the, 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 leader, uh, the leader pack on the, the downloadable. But this particular one, we, the, the uh, teams took those, those posts and tailored them so that they would match what we're going through right now. The assumptions are that we're not meeting together. And so there's some Facebook posts, there's some tweets, uh, there's some email suggestions on things you could send to your group that will help them stay up uh, and stay continually studying God's word during this time and give them some ideas. They also can be used as segues into your uh, online experiences uh, and ways to say, you know, here's this statement and then uh, behind that statement, here's where we're meeting, here's how you can get there, that kind of stuff. So I know that's on that side too. Uh, Tim, what's some of the things that you've found uh, that are helpful? Well, I think this is one of the great things about being a Southern Baptist is our networks. So as a Texas Baptist church, uh, we've received resources from the Baptist General Convention of Texas and the Southern Baptists of Texas as well, have uh, provided you know emails with links and how-tos uh, for us, uh, uh, going back to Lifeway, Ministry Grid has provided uh, a, a large number of trainings for even our um, preparing for our, when we did meet last week on uh, before our, we were shut down to be online only, uh, having just some some training for our our greeters in a pandemic situation. How do we handle that? Uh, so Life uh, uh, Lifeway's Ministry Grid. And then there's a whole set of training on how to take your Sunday morning Bible study group digital. And so we have used those, uh, those resources. And then as being a part of ministry grid, we created our own training that I've been able to customize and pull off and send to my teachers and, and well as staff. I mean, it was a great training on how to work from home that I sent to my staff team uh, as well. It is different, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were talking about that today because I work from home two days a week typically. And one of the things is you don't know when to stop. And now she's always looked at me funny when I've said that. Now she's working from home and she's realized you don't know when to stop. Um, so it's kind of interesting dynamic on, on a variety of things. Uh, are there any other things you guys would like to share uh, before we conclude this podcast about the whys and some of the nuts and bolts? I would begin by just saying uh, less is more. That's what we're learning from uh, our friends and other churches is that if you thought you're going to do a 30 minute Sunday morning Bible study lesson, cut it down 30, 20, 10 minutes um, that, it, you know, focus on relationships rather than content develop, uh, delivery. Uh, probably everybody's inbox is just loaded with, with emails on how to survive this or how they can respond to it. So I think there is an information uh, overload. So I would, I would encourage churches and, and group leaders to, to have very targeted, very clear, very short communication, uh, especially emails, you know, bullets, um, limit the number of emails. You know, we started off, Hey, we're going to do an email and a video every day. And then we quickly went, yeah, it's probably too much. Let's do, uh, you know, every other day. 
Um, and we're even rethinking that at this point uh, and just trying to be as effective as we can with what we say and then repeating, 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 repeating the, the, the key things. I would, I would add to that. I would affirm everything Tim said. I think thinking, you know, halves, you know, uh, and it's counterintuitive, isn't it, Tim? Yeah. You know, that we would cut the content down, but I think that's the right move. Uh, even though, you know, we're all in Christian education and that's kind of what we do. Uh, I think that's the right, uh, the right move. I would say uh, to group leaders that this is their time to absolutely shine. That if they have ever believed that Sunday school or whatever your church calls it, uh, that nine to noon gathering, you know, on a Sunday morning, if you feel like it's really been about Sunday morning, you probably haven't seen the job. And now we're in this era, you know, where group leaders can step up and, and really move more from a teaching role uh, and, and adopt that shepherding role that they should have had all along. Uh, and it's going to transform some of our group leaders who have believed that their job is to deliver content. Really, their job is to shepherd and care for people. Teaching's a part of that. And so I think that we uh, will see, and I hope that we'll see, uh, a new kind of teacher come back to the church when we're back in the building, uh, one who is more concerned about people than just delivering a, a great Bible study. And I think that we're going to relearn that uh, is important uh, during this coronavirus time. So to all the group leaders out there that are listening, I'd say shepherd your people well, uh, keep up with them, because if you're not doing it, there's nobody else in the church that's going to do that. That's your flock. It's your responsibility. And, uh, and I would strongly encourage you to keep up with your people. I might be wrong on the source of this, but I actually think it's a Arkansas Southern Baptist. Uh, Bill Clinton said, don't waste a good crisis. Uh, I might be wrong if that's the source, but it is a great opportunity to, to develop your pipeline. Uh, you know, this is the, and that's what we're going to begin pushing in a couple of weeks for both staff and for our, our leaders. Hey, this is a great opportunity that potential teacher you have that wouldn't be ready to do a 45 minute lesson. Hey, get him to practice doing a three to five minute, you know, devotional thought uh, that that care group leader that you've been waiting to, to, to recruit go ahead and start just doubling up. Everybody needs an apprentice and this is the time to do it. Um, so don't waste a crisis and, and, and start developing that leadership pipeline in every group uh, if possible. Yeah, th this is gonna give us opportunities to represent Christ in a unique way, particularly in our neighborhoods. Most of us probably go to church and the people in our neighborhoods probably don't go to the same church. Uh, I know- in or go my, at all. Or go at all. In my Covasac, um, there are, there's six, there's six homes. Um, there's two that, two of those six that don't go to church at all. And then the others are four different denominations, uh, completely. And so, uh, uh it, it, this will give us opportunity to reconnect as, as, as friends, uh, as neighbors. Uh, we've already made a, a run for one of our neighbors, uh, when we've gone to the store, Hey, do you need anything? I could use, okay, so we get it. Um, that's an opportunity for us to represent Christ and to show his peace. And one of the things I think we want to remember is that the church is not a location, but it is a, a group of people who are in relationship with Christ who represent him in the world. And we need to keep that in mind during this time. Good. Um, this is an opportunity um, for us 
to do things in a new way, but I don't know that's always bad because God's still in control. He's still working something. I want to share this, this with y'all. I've already shared this on Facebook with some folks. I was editing something this week and while editing it was looking at the lessons for next Sunday on April the 20, uh, excuse me, March the 29th. And the name of the lesson was at peace. This is in explore the Bible. And it's looks at uh, Romans five. And our uh, application point is this list adversities you are currently facing. <laughs> How can you reflect the hope you have in Christ through these adversities? Now, that's an important thing for us to think about during this time is how can we reflect the hope we have in Christ through these adversities? But what struck me uh, when looking at that uh, was that was written nine months ago. It went to the printer nine months ago. Wow. We had no idea um, when that was being done, the importance of that one question and what that might mean for us as we think about that in our lives. So I see God's hand, God's control, and we need to be embracing what he's doing in our world, realizing that he's giving us a great gift. And that gift is the opportunity to represent him in this world to people who are, they are panicked. And there's no, there's no reason to be, not because of this world, but because of who he is. And we need to be good messengers of that. Guys, well, thank y'all. Go ahead. That'd Sorry, be a Tim. great social media question to post to your class and or to to your Facebook friend yeah. and just let them give testimony, whether on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, Instagram, and let them just answer that question. And I think that would just be a great testimony to the world um, out there. So I think that's... Yeah, there's no reason you can't use these questions that you find in the leader guide, in the, the personal study guide, and daily subject guide, and just post them out there on Facebook or Twitter and see what response you get. And then uh, you may you may be able to build a conversation on that. Use the resources and to to do that in a way uh, that that, that uh, gives more value to who you are and what you've got in your hands. Y'all got anything else, guys? No, just thank you for uh, initiating the podcast and thank you for getting this information and and encouragement you know out there to the church, Dwayne. Thank you. And one thing I will say, if y'all need to 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 reach out to someone, you can reach out to me by my email, which is Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E dot McCrary, M-C-C-R-A-R-Y at Lifeway.com. There's no spaces in that. It's just Dwayne dot McCrary at Lifeway.com. I'll do my best to respond to it. If you have a question for Ken or Tim, I'll forward that to them. Uh, and that way they'll have that information. And then we can go from there. If there's a question about something else, uh, I may not know the answer, but I'll try my best to connect you with a person who does. Thank you very much and God bless.